This is Daisenshu EX, the podcast, episode 58 for the week of December 31st, 2006. Welcome to Daisenshu EX, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fansite, Daisenshu EX. We cover anything and... Everything. Dragon Ball, in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Good evening, audience, and good evening, co-hosts. Good evening. Good evening, sir. I am, how you say, Mike Libri Vegito EX, and to my less than proverbial right, we have the woman. The chick. The Mary. Hi. What up, Mary? (sighs) Happy it's weekend. (laughs) Indeed so. And then off to the north, quite yonder is the man, Julian. The legend, the myth, the, the pretty cool guy. He is a pretty cool guy. How you doing? Yep. How you doing? I'm doing good, but I asked how you doing. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Had Hanukkah, had Christmas, got stuff, got a lot of clothes, but I also got Seven Samurai on DVD. Sweet. Uh, watched Genshiken episode 13. Uh, I don't think it's, like, subtitled or anything, but whatever. You don't think it's subtitled? <laughs> well... Do you remember what you watched? Yes. And it was not subtitled. Okay. So you're saying so what you what... watched was raw. Was it good? I thought it was good. The animation's by a different company. Oh, no. And even though the backgrounds are the same, the like the animated bits are kind of less detailed. Mm. But the voice actors still have it. Uh, the opening theme is a different song by the same band as the one that did the original That's cool. Theme. I like that song. Is the new yeah. song cool? I think so. And the ending theme is the same still. Really? That's mm. interesting. Yep. And they also cover the change in the Kujibiki Unbalanced series actually quite well. It diverges a bit from the manga of the way they handle it, but... Yeah, uh, fuck Kujibiki. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so what does um, episode 13 cover from the manga? Uh, it's the joining of Kuchiki and the introduction of Ogiwe up to the point where she's kind of found out as a closet otaku, even though she pretends to hate them. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, how got to see that now? Even if it is raw, mm-hmm. I'll just follow along with my manga in English. That'll be my subtitles. Okay. <laughs> as much as I do love Genshiken, and I need to catch up on the manga. Desperately. I'll bring them on the airplane. I have so much to catch up on. We are here to talk about Dragomoru, the fantastic series that has explosions and characters yelling and... Managed to bring the three of us here on a Friday yeah. night. That's right. Like a podcast. When you're reading it in the manga, it has a lot of ellipsis and a lot of stuttering, too, which is weird. <laughs> but whatever. That's beside the point. <laughs> Our episode this evening of your one and only Dragon Ball podcast is the year in review because it's the end of 2006. Woo! What we are here to do is talk about all the biggest, best, greatest, and worst news that came out in 2006. Now, we can't possibly cover everything, because then we would just be doing about 60 or so episodes of the podcast again. So you can just go and listen to all that. But we're going to give a brief (laughs) synopsis of some of the past news. We're going to get in very, very good detail of probably the biggest news that came out at the end of the year, even though it kind of began at the beginning of the year, but we'll talk about that. It's a long time coming. Exactly. But before we even get to the old news, we have some new news that I want to touch. And uh, then we'll you go want to touch there. news? I do want to touch news. Mm. Yeah. News Th- loves There is nothing touched. wrong with me caressing 
enjoying maybe a little naughty petting news. Well, what does the news have to say about that, Mike? It says, no! I think the issue of consent is a problem here. What if this news is underage? I mean, it is pretty recent news. The news that this involves is very, very much not underage. <laughs> and this is really <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> so I'm going to have to play the bumper music so we can get into this shit. Our news involves the now elderly, yet still amazingly talented and phenomenal, Masako Nozawa, the one and only voice of Son Goku. And Gohan. And Gohan. And Goten. And Goten. And Bardock. And Bardock. And Tellus. And Tellus. Anyone else? Five, Saiyajin, and one. (laughs) What a deal. I actually first heard this over on Anime World Order, which is a great anime podcast, and then I looked up the source for it, and it was on Anime News Service, and it originated from a newspaper over in Japan. So Yomiuri Shimbun. Exactly. And Julian, what is this? It's one of the five national Japanese newspapers, along with Asahi Shimbun and some Mainichi Shimbun and two others I can't remember. <laughs> um... And it's got a pretty high newspaper circulation, so that's pretty cool. It's a, it's a big newspaper. And Masako Nozawa had a little quote in the newspaper recently. And uh, this is just taken verbatim from Anime News, ne- or Anime News Service, I'm sorry. And here's what it says, in parentheses, voice actors these days. Young people today are aiming at animation from the beginning. Unlike me, who originally wanted to do dramatic performances on the stage, I think there seems to be a lack of depth expressed by up-and-coming Seiyu. Could it stem from either a lack of interest in reading the script or not studying it beforehand? She's talking shit about the new voice actors. Yeah. Well, awesome. I, think, I think the thing is that she's really complaining about a sort of lack of sort of formal dramatic kind of intent with the new voice actors, all they really want to do is voice acting, where mm-hmm. she is, I guess, from what the what the description sounds like, a classically trained actress. Right. So she, you know, she isn't just voice, although that's obviously a big part of her career. Yeah. So she's kind of a bit complaining that people are solely doing, you know, voiceover work and not really expanding their acting talents to other areas. And we actually see this going on over here in the U.S. If you've ever been to an anime convention and you go to those generic, you know, voice acting 101 panels, it's all a bunch of younger people saying, how do I get into voice acting? I want to do anime voice acting. Well, that's not how it really works. And if it if that's all you do, your voices suck. <laughs> right, because I think most voice actors are also actors. Or pizza delivery men. Well, yeah, whatever. (laughs) But they they do something else besides voice acting. Right. And at least if you do acting on the side, you're better at acting. Yeah. Maybe. And the other thing Mary and I were talking about, and it's not quite new, but this is one of your favorite um, manga and anime, Hanayuri Dango. Mm -hmm. I couldn't fucking stand the Japanese cast of that show. Me too. I had to watch it in English. Which is such a rare thing for me, and it wasn't too hard because it was um, the Ocean Group. It was, it was, like it was their A-list cast, <laughs> so I was like, ah, this is easy on the ears. I can handle A-list Ocean Group people doing, you know, the dub for a show I what love. Was it Brad Swaley that does that? Uh, yeah, he does the nerdy squeaky, friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He always seems to get the sort of high-pitched male. Yep. Sometimes but it fits innocent, so well. But whatever. But Mary. The majority of the Seiyu in the show were what, like, idols of the day? Yeah, I think they were just, like, flavor of the week J-pop idols. 
I mean, so her argument okay, they can has sing. weight here. Exactly. Like a, a lot of cases, they'll get, um, you know, not an actor or anything like that. They'll just pick a famous J-pop idol and throw them in a show just because it's good marketing. Right. Mm-hmm. And the other example we were talking about is the Utena movie where Akio is played by, what, another just random idol I'll J-pop have to star? confirm that, but I think that was the case because I remember people back in the day being pissed off at how well, much his voice It was sucked. a different voice actor. Right, right. And granted, yeah. like we are mm. also... I feel like we're having the same conversation twice, but it's still great. The character of Akio sucks in the movie anyways. Right. It's fucking dope. But still. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've seen that too, because actually when I was in Japan, I watched One Piece Movie 7 on Mm -hmm. a big screen. And the big deal for that was that the villain was being voiced by none other than Smaps Goro Inagaki. But I like... Wait, is he the one that did... um... Son Goku in the Sayuki? Uh, no, that okay, was... Okay, because he was awesome. Different guy, yeah. He, he's, he's good. That was the exception but, but, to the rule. <laughs> um, this guy, I, I guess he can sing. Smap isn't the greatest musically, but... <laughs> right. Um, but nevertheless, he's a singer, and, well, doing the voice, it he wasn't really being, like, dramatic or anything. It felt like he was reading the lines. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't get any kind of real feel for this character because he wasn't, I don't know, he wasn't really playing a character. You, It felt like, well, these are my lines. I'm going to say them. And he does get a little bit like crazier towards the end, but you don't really get any sense of kind of like dramatic reading of it. It's just words. Right. So that really bugged me because you didn't get a sense that he was a real kind of villain. He's just like this bland guy. Yeah. So, you know, we complain about some English voice acting, but there's also problems going on over there in Japan. And, you know, we got the 70-year-old veteran who's got nothing to lose talking shit about people. And I think it's fucking phenomenal. And she (laughs) needs to talk more. She needs to yell at people. She can do her Goku scream at them. That is awesome. She can do her best impression of Dr. Kureha and start kicking some ass. That would be awesome, too. Wow. I'm getting some verily, verily? I, I think I was trying to say very and really at the same time. I just made a new word. Verily. Verily. I don't know where I was going. So I think that ends the news. Well, the current news anyways. And uh, we're going to turn it over into the retro news and talk about the year of 2006 in review. Folks, I have a subtitle for 2006. I like to call it the year of delays, video games, crossovers, and lies. Damn lies. (laughs) Let's talk about 2006. Delays. Everything was delayed this year. (laughs) I think the funniest example was the American release of Advanced Adventure for the Game Boy Advance, which I think was delayed at least three times. And And for almost three years. (laughs) No, the funniest part of this is that Europe had their official English translation for so long before us. The damn thing had been done. What were they waiting on? I don't understand. And then the problem for me... They're waiting on, I don't know, pony. (laughs) Problem for me is that when it finally came out, there were so many other things, I forgot about it. I played halfway through it. I've been looking forward to this game for so long. I actually didn't buy the Japanese version because I was like, oh, it's a handheld game. I don't care too much about the voice acting, that kind of stuff. I'll, I'd like to read this one. So I waited for it. When I finally got it, I forgot about it because I was busy with other games. And now that it's after Christmas, I have so many other games, I can't possibly play Advanced Adventure. So maybe I'll play it next year. So I officially admit that I did not play through all of Advanced Adventure. And I fully blame it on its three delays. Other things that were delayed. Dragon Box the Movies was actually delayed. 
Mm -hmm. I remember that. Only by about a month. But it seemed like the demand was so high because the price was so low and people wanted it so much. They couldn't meet their demand and they delayed it. And there's that typical Japanese, you know, we, we terribly apologize for this. We are so grateful for all of you, blah, 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 blah. So it came, uh, I think it was only about three weeks, but that was delayed too. Was there mm -hmm. any other stuff that was delayed this year? Yeah, there was a Super DBZ two-month delay. Oh, that's true. That was over in Japan. The game was mm -hmm. originally announced for April. It got pushed back to June, something like that, I think. Um and I think that ended up mostly just being, uh, you know, it's a home port, but also six extra characters that they added into it. So yeah. that could be a delay, too. Is there anything else? Movie 13 America was oh, delayed. God. You're on top of oh, that. I'm looking at the outline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Movie 13, you know, not another huge delay, but it was delayed. And I guess we can briefly just touch on Wrath of the Dragon, the stupid oh, title gosh. they gave that movie. It has nothing to do with anything. Mm -hmm. I think that's all the delays. Yeah, well, don't forget also that oh God, on top of a delay, the ultimate uncut thing finally unraveled and it went canceled. Yeah, that's true. Not that anybody said anything, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Let's talk about video games a little bit. I don't even have a comprehensive list of what came out this year, but let's try and make one. Advanced Adventure finally came out. Right. Super DBZ came out in the U.S. and Japan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Battle Stadium D.O.N. came out in Japan. Uh, Jump Ultimate Stars came out in Japan. Sparking mm -hmm. Neo came out in U.S. and Japan. And we even got the Wii version. They haven't gotten the Wii version yet. That's going to be January 1st. More on that later. Right. Uh, any other games? I'm looking at this list, and I'm I'm terrible with the Japanese and English titles, but what is uh, Shin Budokai? Was that an American name? Oh, that's the PSP game. Yeah, did that come out this year? I yeah, guess it must I have. Guess. That, was, that was a lot earlier in the year. Yeah, episode 17, we said that it got a 7.0 from IGN. That was the kind of uh, quasi-port of Budokai 3 for the PSP. Oh, okay, so that was a... Okay. So I guess that was that seemed like a real long time ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it had already been out, but um, Buku Resen, I think that was the tail end of 2005 that came out, so that doesn't really count. Is that it for video games? I think That's so. a friggin' lot. That was a crap ton mm -hmm. of video games, and they're still coming. They're still working on stuff. Did you say D-O-N? Yes, I did. Okay. Holy crap, yeah. That's a lot of money. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. You buy all of them. Just yeah. about. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll skip the crossovers for a little bit, because uh, there's two really big ones. Any other Ooh. kind of stuff? How about music? We got the Legend of Dragon World two-disc set. Oh, that's true. And wow. The, and the background music set. Yeah, we did. I actually picked up the background music set when I was in Kyoto. Yeah, I was actually listening to that part of that podcast yeah. earlier today. I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> what, the background music? Yeah, it's sitting, oh, in my, it's sitting in the drawer in my dorm. And uh, I, like, I fished it out of a box like a week before I went home, so it's not here with me. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll listen to it at some point. Gotcha. And uh, we were, back then when it came out, we were talking about, we did get some more new music that we'd never gotten before, like the movie 12 and movie 13 background music, a couple other little pieces here and there. But there's still a crap ton of music missing on that set. And uh, we don't really know if we'll ever get it, and that's kind of sad. Mm -hmm. Also, it just came out, and I just told Mary today, I forgot to buy it. Was that 2006 Best Remix One Half Special? Just came oh, out on December right. 20th. I forgot to buy it. Aww. Hopefully it's not too late. I got caught up in the Christmas season. Actually, last time I looked, CD Japan didn't even have it listed. Amazon did. Whoa. They, they had the cover art, right. the track list and everything. It looks like it's in stock. So maybe I'll have to get it over there. There's also mm -hmm. the hit song collection release. Yes, that's going to be my segue between music and re-releases. It fits perfectly in there. 
Very nice. All 20 hit song collections, I said it right. <laughs> Very nice. Were re-released this year from Columbia at really nice prices, too. Wow, this was a really good year for music. It was. It's uh, 2006, man. Uh, Still with the Dragon Ball music. So all 20 of those came out, and um, I think that's it for music stuff. So with re-releases, the hit song collections were re-released. The two GT Perfect file books were re-released this year. That was kind of big, because I got copies without pages falling out. That was kind of the recur- <laughs> recurring joke for a while. Oh, yeah. Mike's book's falling apart. Oh, paid 60 bucks a piece for him, or whatever I picked. Yep. And I, I picked know. them up for like $12 total <laughs> in Japan and sent them to him. I am very grateful for that. I know. Bow before me, peon. <laughs> <laughs> What is that? Was that the only other thing that was re-released this year? Mm, I think so. I mean, the Kanzenban stuff was years ago now. Right. Wow. All right. How how about some Japanese people stuff? We have Masako Nozawa turned 70 years old. We were just talking about her earlier. Mm -hmm. Toru Furia, who played Yamcha, came to Anime Expo this year. There were some great videos online of him doing all of his voices and all of his characters and stuff. That's great. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, we lost a couple people this year. That was oh, kind of right. sad. Julian, who was the first? Well, first of all, we had, what is the Seiyu for Tenshinhan? Right. Uh, that's right. Hirotaka Suzuoki died at age 56 from... Cancer-related, be- I believe. Yeah, cancer, probably. Yeah. Smoking's very epidemic in Japan, so that's not really surprising. Kazuyuki Sogabe, the voice actor for Dr. Mew, number 13, and who else? Toma. Toma. From Bardock's team. Also passed away this year from... I believe it was also cancer-related. Yes, and that was in September, so I think we almost missed this one, too. Yeah, we did. We caught it about a week or so later. We'll move on from the sad news and talk about uh, some fun things. How about we talk about the crossovers now? We had two this year, and I completely forgot about one because I'm so caught up in the other one right now. (laughs) But earlier in the year was the 30th anniversary of... Uh, Kochida... Katsushikaku Kameyari Koen Mai Hashutsujo. Which means, thanks. This is the police station in front of Kameyari Park in Katsushika Ward, which is in Tokyo. Um, but this is the classic tale of um, Officer Ryotsu Kankichi, or is it Kankichi Ryotsu? Whichever. Uh, <laughs> I, I forget which order is which. Doesn't matter, no one's paying attention. <laughs> but he's this inept police officer who's always coming up with these strange schemes and getting other police officers wrapped up in it. And it's it doesn't really have an ongoing plot per se, but it's it's comedy and it's been going on for like 30 years. Right. And then how is Toriyama involved with this? Okay, so as part of this 30th anniversary celebration, they had a bunch of artists sort of doing tributes and stuff. And one of these things was a crossover with the artist of, well, we'll call it Kochikame for the sake of brevity. Right. Um, which involved Officer, well, let's call him Ryo-san, on Planet Namek and having to attempt to find Frieza for his illegally parked spaceship. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> yeah. So that's that one. Right. And then the current one. Oh, yes. Now, this is like the very beginning of the 10th anniversary celebration for One Piece. Oh, my God. Which, I know. Which will, be, which will have been in serialization for 10 years as of early August 2007. It still seems so recent to me. 
I know. Well, it doesn't feel like it's been 10 years with no. the way the story's been going, but it has. And so as the very beginning of this, in the uh, issue of Jump that came out on Christmas Day, just this past Monday, not only did they have what essentially amounts to the, the very end of the current arc of One Piece and... That's what I thought as I was flipping through. It seemed yeah. like a conclusion to something. Yeah, looking ahead to, well, what's coming next, and I won't make any spoilers for you guys, but... Thank you. Um, along with that, they also had a crossover with Akira Toriyama. So you have Dragon Ball, One Piece characters. It's not really in either of the worlds. It's kind no. of this uh, weird retelling of <laughs> something. Well, it's not really telling it, retelling anything. But it has a lot of the characters in actually some convenient pairs that we know and love. Piccolo so and Zoro is so yes, funny. Mr. Satan is a king and uh, Chopper and Kridin and Piccolo and Zoro. Nami and Buruma, a sort of weird bandit group of Robin, Vegeta, Trunks, and Usopp. And of course, Goku and Luffy. You're forgetting a pair. Sanji oh, and Kami Sanji. Oh, that's right, <laughs> with their cowboy hats. I was actually thinking about someone else. Oh, really? It involves a little blue guy. Oh, Pilaf and Buggy. I guess <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the, the villains for this one. And they, what I love about that is they were both played by the same voice actor. Yeah, and they're also both very inept and very histrionic. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're a perfect match in a lot of ways. Now, this just came out, and I mm. hear something about someone maybe doing something involving a translation. Oh, yes. In fact, they've already done the last three pages, the color ones. Nice. I'm kind of waiting for a better version of the raws of the other pages because the ones that I've seen are kind of crappy. But if EGX, you know, gets to scanning some things, that won't be such a problem. I don't want to cut mine up, so we'll let yeah, him well, do it. <laughs> well, I think he bought a copy specifically to cut up. So oh, I'm sure he did. Just tell him to hurry up with scanning so I can get, well, and clean them. Because I don't like cleaning them myself. Yeah, we'll make him do all the work. Yeah, just just like we did with uh, the later yeah. Nekomajin. Uh, cool. Yeah. So I am so psyched for that. Well, so am I, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just just doing the last three pages put such a smile on my. Face. I can only imagine. I know. I've I need to show off. you that. I have I them on my hard drive. I'll send them over after we're done. I've held off on reading other translations because I'm really looking forward to like the Julian translation. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And none of the ones I've seen are too bad, but they, they lose a little bit of the spirit in the translation. I'm going to try and change that. Nice. Well, that wraps up the manga crossovers. And I know we already talked about video games, but real briefly, there are kind of two crossover video games this year. Uh, the first was Battle Stadium D.O.N. that came out for the GameCube and PS2. And that was a Smash Brothers-esque uh, fighting game with characters from Dragon Ball, One Piece, and Naruto. And then later in the year that just recently came out and I still haven't done a review for was Jump Ultimate Stars on the DS, which is, again, a Smash Brothers-esque game. Uh, bust through the walls, like 60 different series or something crazy like that. Like Fist mm-hmm. of the fucking North Star. Yeah. <laughs> and just real briefly, we did do a review of Battle Stadium D.O.N., but Mary, Battle Stadium D.O.N., thumbs up, thumbs middle, thumbs down. I played it twice, thumbs down. <laughs> okay. Jump Ultimate Stars, you haven't really played enough. You played it early on when they didn't have any characters. I played, because I could only play it via, um, you know, the, yeah, we have the, the standard decks. The decks suck. I don't like playing as the same two characters over and over again, right. so I didn't enjoy that either. <laughs> right. I'll have to set you up with uh, your own decks. And... I don't like how the game controls. I don't like the limited viewing area. It, it's <laughs> annoying. 
Right, well, you can go back to I'm, Zelda. Yeah, exactly. Other big <laughs> stuff from the year. Anything? Uh, I don't want to get into DVD stuff just yet in case we have a couple other little things. How about uh, movies 6 and 12 in theaters? We saw them. We did. You we did. talked was, about our experience with it that. It was an experience. Mike went with his iPod uh, to watch the movies with the Japanese version playing in his ears <laughs> while I watched it dubbed. <laughs> I think. Oh, wait, no. I, I shared the hair, the headphones with For you. For six. He did. Yeah. And then I watched uh, movie 12 dubbed because I wanted to see how it was. Right. So that was that. That was that. We had some mm-hmm. Viz stuff this year. We had Jin and Vegerot and... Oh, right. Controversy. Yeah. We should have had a controversy section... Courtesy of Viz. <laughs> Courtesy of Viz. <laughs> oh dear, that Viz sponsors. The they make some very section. good decisions, and they make some very retarded decisions sometimes. They're stealing pages from the Funimation book of production here. I know what's going on. With them. I haven't bought a volume of the Viz manga since. Oh, geez, it must have been somewhere in the cell arc. So, yeah. <laughs> I have one through twelve of both the original and Z, and I'm gonna finish Dragon Ball, but I'm not buying any more of Z because after yeah. that, that's when shit starts flying. Yeah, I've got all of Dragon Ball in English, but yeah, the rest of it, I'm not gonna bother. Well, I think it's time to turn it over to DVD stuff. But before we get to the U.S., Spain got remastered stuff. Oh, that's right. Courtesy of SonaDVD.com. Yeah, it's where we get all our information. Better. <laughs> they're still ongoing. I think they're around eight or nine volumes at this point. They're into the uh, early Namek stuff. That's pretty cool. I keep yeah. saying I'm going to get a volume of it, and then I forget about it. I'll pick one up eventually. Mm-hmm. But it's got a bunch of different dubs for basically all the languages on the Iberian Peninsula. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe not Portuguese, but I forget. That's true. But it's got lots of cool stuff. Let's check mm-hmm. that shiznit out. And I guess that just leads us right into the American stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a big topic, and we're going to take our time on this one. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. So we actually already recorded this segment of the podcast earlier today with our buddy Corey, so we're going to snap over to that right now. Quite easily, the biggest news of 2006 is something that began way the hell back. Oh my god, when did we first mention this? I'm looking through our notes now. We first talked about this in episode 28. I don't remember what month that was. I think it was April or May or something like that. And that's when this listing for the complete Complete Vegeta Vegeta saga. saga. Exactly. Uh, It showed up on a couple retailer websites for... um, like 50 bucks, saying episodes 1 through 39, uh, 5 DVDs, and that's really all we knew. And all of its vague glory it just right. popped out of nowhere. Exactly. Funimation wasn't saying anything and kind of just sat there for a while. The next episode, we talked about a quote, Lance Haskell, High School, the dude from Funimation, the one yeah. that's at all the conventions. He said, um, um, uh, info is out too early, we'll talk about it later. And that was kind of it for the longest period of time. Months and months and months go by. Then back in episode 36, we talked about this announcement that Right Stuff put up on their homepage, saying that something was going to be February 6th. That was the date they gave. And the quote was, it would be re-announced with some other major announcements, etc. And then that just kind of sat there for a while. And eventually we find out what is Funimation doing. We just found out a couple weeks ago. There's this new remastered thing they're putting out. Mm -hmm. It's not the Dragon Box footage. It's their own thing. So we want to talk about this huge news, as Funimation would like us to believe. And, you know, I can talk very well about um, DVD tech and aspect ratios and cropping and safe zones, all that stuff. 
But we have someone who's been doing a lot better of a job of kicking Funimation's ass about this. So we brought him on the show to talk about it with us. So I would like to welcome, what can we call you, Corey or Majin Vegeta? Uh, just call me Corey. Corey. <laughs> Corey. You use the name I came up with when I was 13, but uh, it's lost. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Most of us are stuck with those names you made up on Weird Oh, yes. <laughs> So, Corey, you are on our forum, and you've also been posting on Funimation's official forum. Um, we got some comparison pictures. Uh, just briefly about yourself, you own all of the Dragon Boxes from Japan. Holy cow, it's hardcore. Yeah, I did the whole let me max out my credit card, pay it <laughs> off, six months later max it out again for, <laughs> what, three years? Right. <laughs> so that's all four sets, um, and you're pretty technically adept with all the stuff that is really being thrown at us. I've played with it. I mean, I don't try and say that I'm an expert or anything like that, but I throw stuff out there. If people want to counter me on it, go for it. But gotcha. So far, no one stepped forward. So. <laughs> I got to say, <laughs> you've been doing a really great job with stuff, um, keeping up with it and really analyzing and showing people what's going on. So, Corey, what I want to go through with you are all these terms that Funimation's been throwing out, the widescreen, high def, extra footage, um, and the film restoration, all that nonsense. Can you give us a brief overview of what Funimation says they're doing here? All right. Uh, basically, they're starting out by saying that they took an original Japanese film master. So, yeah, shows Japanese, anything that's <laughs> original is going to be from Japan. That's pretty much obvious. <laughs> I really do like mm -hmm. how they throw that in there. Yeah, but so the telescene masters, basically. Right. Yeah, basically. Um, from there, they are stating that um, because of overscan, which is basically, it primarily occurs with CRT televisions. Um, they have a uh, X factor essentially where they cut off a certain amount, you know, horizontally and vertically. That's why if you've ever played like a, a PS2 on some TVs, you'll have a black border on the sides because yeah. it's trying to accommodate for overscan. Right. Uh, they're saying that because people lose image as a result of that. They're cropping the show and presenting it in a more cinematic aspect ratio, which would be widescreen. And what they're doing is to create that ratio instead of stretching the show out and making everyone look like their head's a watermelon. They're um, taking footage that's on the original film masters that was cropped out when they framed the shots, and I guess they're just running with it from there. Right. So there, there genuinely is extra footage to the left and the right, that yeah, was... I mean, there's genuine footage, it's right. just that it's not something that was created to be seen. It was pretty much known that when that was animated, it was going to be a throwaway in one form or another. And right. to compare this to something, that's almost like, as opposed to the left and the right, the top and the bottom of the movies, which were mm -hmm. also animated 4 by 3 but were to be presented in theaters, quote-unquote, widescreen, so they cropped top and the bottom there. It's kind of a similar thing going on. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's funny because just like someone just said on the forums, you know, people threw a fit, I guess, when the Dragon Box first got announced for the movies. Oh, I did. Being cropped. And yeah, I mean, so did I at first, but then, you know, I read up on it. I found out that when they animated it, they actually did it so you wouldn't miss much. Right. And I mean, that's cool, but then this comes out and they're saying that they're going to crop the entire TV series the same way, despite the fact that the TV series wasn't animated to accommodate that. And mm -hmm. people apparently are jumping all over themselves praising it, so. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, especially with those old, you know, the telescene frames, what you'd want would be something in the center where you're not going to see, like, the other parts of the frame if the film wobbles or anything. Right. And I think often you'd get, like, 
frame glue and weird stuff on the sides. Well, that's exactly where I want to go with this, is Mm -hmm. uh, especially real old shows with crappy transfers. Mary, can you think of any shows we've watched in the past that just have glue all over? Glue, uh, Rama, one half Ava. Oh, the original Ava. Those old Gynax stuff is some of the absolute worst transfers in like the history of quote-unquote modern animation. You have those old Ava VHS and DVDs, and you see that crap on the screen, whenever it would change a scene mm-hmm. or change its framing, you see that kind of goop for a split second? That's the glue from the original like film and cells and all that stuff that's going in in there. And that's traditionally, we see that at the top and the bottom. So Funimation is kind of conveniently cropping out that extra shit and giving us this widescreen presentation. Are they jumping around the fact that they're cropping stuff out by using that as an excuse? Have they even mentioned the glue? I don't think I so. Don't- I don't think they really have. I think what they have been saying is they're using the stuff that, you know, wasn't present in the tape masters because of the, you know, the slight zooming in or whatever. But, I mean, doesn't that kind of expose other issues as well? <laughs> it's like no matter what you do, you you bring up some strange issues. Uh, Corey, I honestly don't think they know what the hell they're doing because, I mean, I... <laughs> I started talking to one of their representatives over in marketing here a few months ago when I had bought another show of theirs and one of my releases was screwed up so she sent me the stuff I was missing. I started talking to her about this and I mean every time you go to them it's essentially we don't know the production department's working on it. Everything I guess is being funneled from the production department. Right. But, so they know what they're doing, but nobody but else knows what they're doing. Does, but I mean, I guess there's not any disbursement to any of the other, you know, PR sectors of the company. So, oh dear, it's I don't know what the deal is. If they actually have a reasonable explanation for this, but I mean, looking at from a layman's perspective, it looks like they looked at the masters, realized they were screwed up, they cut out the most damaged areas, and then just tried to market it the best way they could. Well, maybe. I mean, my personal feeling is everything else besides the whole, you know, widescreening issue is, it's awesome. sounds great. I mean, 24 yeah. frames per second, so you're not getting, like, half frames with the NTSC. Nothing deal. comes out progressive over here. I don't yeah. want to say nothing. Uh, actually, Hajime no Ippo came out progressive, yeah. which is kind of yeah. weird. But we don't get much anime, even in Japan, not much is put out progressive other than movies, you know? Even the Ava yeah. stuff, which was progressive over in Japan with the uh, Platinum Editions or right. the Renewal Editions, right. they brought it over here and they did it interlace. Yeah, we got that yeah. interlace. So, just to get anything, especially in older series like DBZ Progressive, that's just, oh, that's, that's gorgeous. Yeah. So yeah. why do they have to mess around with the aspect ratio? <laughs> I think they just wanted to slap the label in terms of advertising yeah. widescreen, ooh la la. I really think I mean, that's where a lot of it stems I from. I don't think it has any anything- even do, gonna get, oh, go ahead. I was going to just say, I don't think it has anything to do with wanting to take out the garbage, like the glue and stuff. I don't think they're that thoughtful or aware. I think they really just wanted to market it as, look how cool we are, it's widescreen. You know, even though it's obviously a show that's mm-hmm. how many years old now? 20? Right. Julian, you go ahead, then I have something to follow up. Well, and, and we're not even going to get the benefits of any kind of HDTV right. you know, thing. I, I mean, it's great that they have masters in that form, but it's not going to matter until, you know, it's put out on something that actually can support the full, the full, what is it, 1080 by, what, 1920 or something like that? Right, yeah. the 1080p, the highest uh, that yeah. we have available to us now in consumer sets. But they're, they're putting it out on DVD, which can only handle, what, 720 by 480. So Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter that they've you know scanned it at that resolution. It's not what we're going to get. We're going to get less detail than the standard definition. It does help in that 
the better quality thing you have and you put into it, you're going to get a better thing in return. Uh, that's something True, we've always learned from um, our video hobbies. But you're right. I mean, we're not getting the full benefit of them having a 1080p uh, master because they're just putting it out on standard DVD. Mary, what I wanted to follow up with you on was the idea of marketing. That's all this phrasing is. Funimation is like one of the best, dare I say, and biggest marketers of their anime shit in the current industry now. <laughs> Absolutely. Look at the stuff they do. They put out these amazing like collector sets with shirts and like tablecloths and what the hell else do they have? In there? <laughs> just look at the high amount of shows that they have like on TV. I mean, not just you know channels everyone gets like Cartoon Network, but they have um they whore themselves. They have a uh, Samurai Seven playing on um not IFC maybe it is IFC. I think it's some, international. Some channel like yeah. that, like one of those kind of niche channels. Mm -hmm. Like, so they'll put their shows on any channel. So they are, like, obviously masters at getting their stuff out there, but they're also masters at covering up their mistakes. Um, I don't know if you want to go into that tech trailer, but um, I, would you put that in that category of trying to sidestep um, areas in which fans have called them out? I would, and they do it in a great way. Uh, hold on, let me pull up the exact quote that I was just talking about. In this new tech trailer that they put out, um, they're showing you know, the 16 by 9 versus the 4 by 3. And this great quote that they have in there is, the new transfers have been performed at 16 by 9, allowing more imagery to be viewed in the horizontal frame than was previously allowed by the standard definition trailers. They're not lying at all. That is true. That is perfectly true in every sense of every word in that sentence. It's what... You know, the yeah. words that aren't in that they, sentence that should be there. They're conveniently leaving out the fact that in order to do this, we're cropping the top and the bottom. <laughs> Corey, go ahead. Oh, dear. The thing I love is that they put out this trailer that's cool. They're making some effort to explain things. But, I mean, you'll notice they did what they did with the first trailer. You've got a flurry of, you know, high action scenes mm -hmm. from like, the series and so forth. Then all of a sudden, they kind of throw me, at least, a curveball, and they start going into stuff from the movies. Which, yes. If you compare it to the actual, hell, someone did it on the forums, actually, uh, beat me to it. DBW posted a picture from Movie 8 where uh, Kami Sinan's bursting out of his shirt. It's the exact same damn frame. You're not getting anything on the sides more than you originally had. I mean, it's <laughs> like, if you're going to show us the series, which is what people are bitching about, show us the damn series. I mean, they obviously have some sort of working product, because I've been told they're watching it over at the studio down there. Mm -hmm. Post a native resolution, uh, you know, TIFF or a PNG file so we can actually see what the final quality version looks like. They're giving us these little pissant gifts and so forth, and it's just... I I don't even know what the hell they're thinking. To be <laughs> I was going to say, they're saying that they're not pushing the contrast or the color anymore. Which mm -hmm. It's a quick time, so you can't really tell. But right. I mean, comparing it to what I see, at least, it looks like they're still tinkering with the contrast and the brightness a little bit. So, mm -hmm. And that may uh, just be for their online distro video to make things yeah, a little exactly. nicer. Right. Like I said, you can't Who really knows? tell unless they post something that's, you know, lossless. Right. What I wanted to get into with that trailer, and I don't know, Mary and I, I think we were talking about this a little earlier. Um, Corey mentioned the movie 8. What I love is they're showing a majority of stuff from the movies, which, as we were talking about earlier, were meant to be seen widescreen. So it is blatant so, false advertising in order to get their point across. Uh, it's, it's, 
Oh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, you're not lying to us, but you're being so snide and sidesteppy about it. It's, mm-hmm. it's funny at the very least. This is They're just misleading a, by the omission of facts. Exactly. Basically. It's just another one of those Funimation decisions where everything else is so, so good. And there's this like one little random thing about it that just prevents it from being exactly what Every single person could love and want. Right. Like oh, hell, when they started talking about it, I mean, I own the series, and I was like, well, shit, I can, I can go out and buy this. I mean, hell, exactly. it's cheap. It's got all the episodes. It have the subtitles. It's like I a thought, little over a buck an episode. That's amazing. Yeah, basically. I mean, you find it online. You can find the set at places for twenty five bucks. I mean, that's I know. a great deal. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, they even listen to fan comments, and they're bumping it up from five DVDs to six DVDs to save on some compression. Yeah, it shows that people are willing to pay the extra money for better quality. So, right, you know, there's obviously a huge fan interest in this, and to think that they're going to be possibly turning away. Potential customers by, you know, making this fake widescreen stuff. <laughs> there goes a bunch of the hardcore market. There's been a lot of great comparison pictures of uh, scenes. And there's one in particular I remember where it's split up into four scenes. It's towards the end of the Saiyajin arc um, during the Vegeta fight where at the end of the episode, the narrator starts talking, does that four-way split screen showing the characters. And if mm. you crop the top and the bottom there, you lose characters. You lose like a, a third of each of the characters. And that's the kind of stuff that, like, when you see that, you're going to notice that. Little things like a Kaiosama standing off to the side talking. You know, big fucking whoop. But stuff where, you know, a third of a character is removed, that's when you're going to start noticing, wait a minute, did they do something there? Yeah, am I the only one that's loved their evidence so far? I mean, we've gotten, what, Gohan's eye? We've gotten, yep. <laughs> we've gotten Kaosama standing there, and then we've gotten uh, Gregory. <laughs> I know. Like, wow, that's that's the shit I was really hoping wouldn't get cut out. And <laughs> sure enough, it's all there. They pick such convenient pictures. They really need to find that that shot you just described because that would be, you know, the well, evidence. That's the, thing. that's the kind of scene I want to see 720 by 480 from their finished masters. It looks like they have the whole Saiyajin arc done. That's the one that's going to be coming out in February. And the trailer consists of pretty much all of that. We got a power and now movie eight. So what I want to get into now is what can we do about this? Uh, like we just mentioned, we first talked about this back in like episode 28, way earlier in the year. So spring. This means that this has been in the works probably for close to a year now. Over a year. I mean, when you consider they collected all their masters, they brought them in for the restoration, they were getting their quotes about stuff, shopping around, actually getting some, you know, some demo work of what they want, and doing some of the audio mixing. This has been in the works for a long time. With the exception of, like, final episode discount, it's done. They're going forward with this. This is what it's going to be. So what do we do? I don't know. I'm torn. Do you not buy it? Because who knows? It might turn around ten years down the line and be like, here's our, what is it called? The HD version of the show in the proper 4x3 format, the way it was meant to be seen. I don't think they'll do that because it it looks like they haven't, quote-unquote, remastered the parts that they've cropped out. Mm-hmm. And so all they have now are their 1080p uh, progressive widescreen masters. I don't think there's ever going to be another 4x3 release. What I think they will do, and this is, you know, Mike doing predictions here, a couple years down the road, 
if and when an HD format is decided upon, or even if it's not, and anime companies decide on which format they're going with, we will see either an HD DVD or a Blu-ray version of DBZ. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be another case of, you know, will they just stop putting out the DVDs? Are they going to fuck over these people again? Funimation has a history of fucking over people buying things. Well, that's going to hold true for any anime on any format. Like, how many times have you bought Ava? The difference between Ava and DBZ is they didn't even finish doing these Ultimate Uncut editions. That's true. I forgot about mm. that. You know, they went yeah, through I mean. a box and a half of stuff. And then they're like, um, we're going to shut up for six months now. Yeah. Like, Not say anything. Not tell anybody mm-hmm. what's going on. And then just cancel a line. I mean, think about the poor bastards that have been around since the show came over. I mean, I've been following the series since they first started showing the original original dub back in, what, 95, 96? Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball? Right. Me and I figured they went from, we're going to do VHS, we can't do it uncut, to we can do it uncut on VHS, but we can't use the original music, they won't let us do DVDs, to we're going to do DVDs, to okay, we're going to do DVDs again to, oh, wait, we're going to do it this last time, and this is the definitive version. Right. How many times have we heard that now? Right. Yeah. You know, I actually just remembered that they canceled in the middle of a VHS run on the original Dragon Ball 2. I mean, VHS was a dead format at that point, so I I can't really fault them for stopping making the VHS, but it's just something out there that they've done before. Is there anything else we can say about these DVDs? Uh, I think we've explained everything we know at this point, and Uh, I don't think there's going to be anything else that we know or hear about. It's kind of done. Unless they decide to go go back on everything that they've said, which at this point it's too late. I doubt it. I really don't think there's anything we can do other than... You know, buy it or not buy it. Exactly. <sighs> so let's go around and get everyone's final thoughts on uh, the news in general and if you're going to buy it. I'm going to start with Julian because I know you haven't purchased the vast majority of the series already. Well, considering the way it's coming out, I think I'd probably be waiting until it comes out on a next generation format you're gonna where wait one out. would be able to get the benefits of the high resolution. Gotcha. That's all. Corey, what do you think? You own all the Dragon Boxes. I know you own a ton of Funimation's old DVDs and stuff, too. What are you thinking? Uh, well, first of all, let me um, uh, ask for uh, forgiveness for being tired and probably rambling like an idiot <laughs> for the duration of this. But, not, um, not a problem. It was great having you. Yeah, I appreciate it. It shocked the hell out of me to get an invite, and I appreciate <laughs> it. But um, I've thought about, in all honesty, I've followed the, the uh, progress with all the news that they've released. I thought that, in all honesty, they probably would have just finished the full remastering process on the first maybe 60, 70 episodes, not the full series. Mm -hmm. This latest information makes it sound like the whole thing's done and in the can, maybe just in post-processing. Right. If that's the case, we're pretty much fucked. I mean, there's not really anything you can do about it. Um, I'm not going to buy it personally. Um, If other people do, I don't fault them for it. I just figured that people should have the full information when they're going into it. Yeah. I mean, hell, I've had a widescreen TV for the past few years, and I don't even want to show them widescreen because <laughs> I think it's going to look... I think there's a reason why they're not showing us what we're asking for. I think that's but true, too. That might just me being paran- be me being <laughs> paranoid, but eh, who knows. Mary, what do you think? Well, it's tough to say whether or not I'll buy it, because we live in the same house, so whatever I think is irrelevant, because I'm sure you'll go and do your own thing. All right, assuming that you and I did not live together, did not really know each other, Right. if you had this information... If I had this information, and I hope to God I would, I would love, you know, I like being an informed fan, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really on the fence about this. 
I think it's a great idea in theory. I think they're really trying to give fans what they want, but again, like you were saying earlier, it's just that one little thing that kicks you in the nuts. Um, I'm gonna have to say I wouldn't get it, mm-hmm. just because um, what you said a few weeks ago, you know, as the months go by, it just sounds more and more plausible. Your theory of there is an executive at Funimation sitting with their widescreen TV, and then they said, hey, I want to see Dragon Ball Z and all my widescreen TV. Yeah, make, it, make it so. We're spending all this money. I have a widescreen TV. Why isn't this showing up widescreen? And it's just a matter of, like, executives not knowing technical things. <laughs> it's like, you can't make a 4x3 show widescreen. Oh, but we can. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank I, I think it's a load of bull. Gotcha. Oh, for me. For me, anything can be warranted at the right price. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so, if I were to pick up this first box set for $25, $30, I would have absolutely no problem with that. That's, you know, that's like nothing. True. Whatever. For retail, 50 bucks, I would definitely think twice about it, because I already own these episodes several times, including, you know, Dragon Box singles of these episodes, so I know what they look like over there. And I just don't know. I mean, like we've all been saying, we don't really fault Funimation for doing the good stuff that they're doing. They really want to please people. They do such a great job marketing and whoring themselves and showing all the great things. But like every Funimation Dragon Ball product, there's that one little fucking thing that irritates the hell out of me. And I know they're not going to say and disclose negative things, because that would be very counterproductive to their making money. But it's there, and it's... Ugh. Well, let me just add something, if I can. This will probably be one of the last things I say on the Go for it. Because, hell, we've gone back and forth on this since they first announced it. Yep. Um, I would respect them a hundred times more. I understand, like you said, marketing aspect. They're not going to come out and say, oh, we realize we fucked up, you know, blah, blah, blah. I would respect them a hundred times more if someone just stepped out in front of the mob and said, hey... We worked hard to remaster the series. We think it looks good this way. If you give it a shot, we think you'll agree. See what you think. I think you won't be disappointed. But the way that they're going about it, where they're twisting things, and I mean, it seems like they're purposefully omitting things. They're trying to use safe zones and overscan as an excuse. Yeah, I mean, it, it's insulting to me. I mean, I it's just stupid, I think. I mean, there's a hundred better ways to explain this, and trying to use something like overscan and so forth is just like, I mean, put the damn dunce cap on me, because they obviously <laughs> think I'm a fucking retard, so. <laughs> I'm with you. Well, I think we've beaten this issue to death. The horse, much, is, yeah. <laughs> the horse is dead. <laughs> the birds are swoop. What's the phrase? I don't know what you're getting at. <laughs> the buzzards are circling. Thank you. The buzzards are circling overhead. And they're the carbon dating because this thing's been <laughs> dead for a long time. So come February, uh, we'll probably have a review of it because I'm retarded and I'll buy it. Aha! See? <laughs> See, it doesn't matter what I think because I live with you. <laughs> I have no opinion. <laughs> uh, that, that wraps up that big news. So, Corey, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I totally, totally appreciate it. And uh, we shall talk to you soon. Sweet. Mm. Later. And we're back. Wow. Great discussion. Biggest news of the year. What's funny is that when we usually do stuff like that, we haven't recorded that segment yet, but we actually have, so we can make a proper reaction to it. But we ended the segment with our reaction, so I think that's pretty much it. Yes. What a year. Busy, busy year for Dragon Ball Z in the 06. Yeah. Shocking. I think what we need to do is make our 07 predictions. Ooh. 
I don't even know where to begin. Because most of the stuff is done at this point. Well, that's what we thought last year, too. We had, you know, oh, obviously no. a year's worth of content mm-hmm. enough to continue doing this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So who would like to go first? Well, I think, um, you know, carrying over from the end of this year, the mm-hmm. big news of 2007 is going to be the continued, well, the start of the release of the remastered box sets. Yep. And we'll see which way fans will lean, I guess. It'll probably sell well regardless of what information gets put out there. It's cheap enough. It'll sell great. Oh, yeah. You know, like you said during the topic, Mm. you know, it's at a low enough price point that, and no, maybe this is their logic. Maybe they're thinking, okay, well, even though this has its own set of flaws. We've put out these episodes four times already, however many times it is. I don't even Mm. remember. But they're probably thinking at this low price, people will buy it again. Yeah. And we'll continue to buy it if it is this cheap. So, um, other than that, I'm going to say more video games. Yep. Because (laughs) if, if this year was any indication, people will obviously eat this stuff up. Like me yes <laughs> what are your mm, predictions um julian do you have anything uh well i'd like to say that there would be a prediction for an like i don't know omnibus edition of the manga in all in one volume that would be really big so yeah. i guess not yeah so what would i like well hopefully i'm going to be in japan for part of this coming year but i don't know that for sure and i won't until like halfway through mm-hmm. the year. So I can't comment on that right now, but okay. whatever happens, I hope it's good. <laughs> All right. Back to you, Mike. I'm going to attack this from a couple different standpoints here, and I'll take it from different types of merchandise. I think Viz is going to do something. Whether it's major or not, I, I don't want to go that far out on a limb. I don't want to say they'll put out Kanzaban type things. At the very least, I would, and it's not a prediction, it's what I would like, I would like to see them put out Nekomajin. That At the very sense. least. Yeah. I think if they wait any longer than 2007, they're really going to miss... Just Public interest. Just miss it completely. Mm-hmm. Unless there's going to be a Nekomachin OVA in Japan. Then they Whoa. could wait on that. And again, this is not me theorizing. It's me wanting things. And I said it all this year. I want a fucking Nekomachin Z OVA. Five episodes. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even. Maybe like two. You can collect that all pretty well from all the chapters. But as for Viz, I don't know what they're going to do. I think they need to do something with Dragon Ball... I think it can still make money for them. I don't know. I, I will say Viz will do something. With DVDs, Mary, like you were saying, Funimation's just going to pump this shit out. They're going to do a great job with what they are doing. People are going to buy them. They're going to get a good amount of publicity for them. They're going to have banners all over the fucking internet. You're not going to be able to go anywhere without seeing their, the way it was meant to be seen, 1080p, blah, 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 where Funimation mm-hmm. buy our shit. You're going to see that everywhere. There's going to be a crap ton more video games. I don't think it's going to be as much as this year. Right. For the sake of um, your wallet, I hope so. <laughs> uh, we know that there's going to be another Shin Budokai. We kind of know. So that will probably come out at the beginning of 2007, just like this year. For the DS, we know there's going to be a new RPG coming out. That's going to be March's, Mar- I can't talk. March or April-ish, I believe. So that's two already. You think they'll do another Sparking game? I don't see I why don't know. not. They did three Budokai. It would make sense to do another trilogy here. Do things in threes, yes, yes. Um, how about another Super DBZ? I would love that. That'd be fun. I would really I could get love my it. ass kicked again. <laughs> I might even be in Japan when it happens, so I can get my ass kicked by a Japanese gaming otaku. My oh, prediction dear. for that is that they won't do another arcade version. It'll be straight to home. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll probably stick with PS2 to make an easy port continue onwards with it. I don't think we'll see any PS3 yet. I think uh, they'll finish out sparking on the PS2. I will say that maybe we'll see another Wii game. I don't know what. 
I just think that's the way it's going to go. I think they're going to do another D.O.N. So I'm going back on what I said. I think there will be as many games in 2007 as there was yeah. in 2006. It's like when you stop and think about it, there's going to be more sequels up the wazoo. Yeah. I know they'll do another D.O.N. Well, I don't know. But when Vegeta EX says things, you accept it. And if he's wrong, you forget about it. There'll be another D.O.N. And they're not going to add any other series to it. It's going to stay D.O.N. It's not going to be Bond. It's going <laughs> to stay D.O.N. Mm-hmm. That's a shit. Um, I don't think they're going to do another Stars game on DS. No? No, I don't think they will. I don't think there's too much uh. more they can add. And like we'll get into with the review of the game when we finally get into it, I think there are enough flaws in this last game that it's not worth it. I think if they pack any more in there, it's just going to be a mess. I don't think they can pull it off. I see. So that's manga, that's DVDs, that's games. Um, music, I think they're going to hold off in 2007. I don't think there's much more they can do. They've been milking remixes a little bit. I think we're kind of done with that. They put out all those hit collections again. I think they're done with that. I don't think we're going to see anything in terms of music. No video game soundtracks or anything? I don't think so. We haven't seen anything for Sparking yet, and since that's just music from the series and movies, nothing to put out there. True. We didn't see a Super DBZ soundtrack. We didn't see a D.O.N. soundtrack. Uh, so I don't know. Then again, we didn't see a Budokai soundtrack until the second game came out. So maybe they'll do like a D.O.N. 1 and 2 soundtrack if that comes out. I don't know. Um, I think Animanga's done. We haven't seen any more since that last volume that came out. Julian, how far did they get with that? Let's see. The um, end of the Frieza arc? Even that far? Uh, yeah, it's like the end of the Frieza arc, I think. So maybe we'll see more, maybe we won't. I don't know offhand. I don't think so. Maybe it's just us being so down on it, but I have to imagine yeah. it didn't do very well. I mean, it's so redundant. If you're going to read the manga, you're going to buy the manga. You're not going to buy this. It's just screen caps from the anime. Julian, give us the catchphrase. It is... Redundantly, redundantly, redundant. Yes, thank you. I can die a happy man now. So that, I think that's 2006 in the nutshell, and our look into 2007. I look mm-hmm. forward to it. I give 2007 a... How do I want to say this? A cautious thumbs up. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Mary? I think it's going to be hard to top 2006. 2006 had a lot of stuff, but I'm hoping for the best. All right. Julian? 2006 was pretty cool. I laughed. I cried. I had some food. (laughs) Relaxed, you know. It was was pretty good all around. 2007? 2007. Away we go. Right, Um, Joe. Yep. Well, that's it. Thanks, everyone, for joining us in 2006. We look forward to spending 2007 in your ears and also reflecting into your eyes via the website. But, Mary, how about you? You get a website. That is correct. Temple O Trunks, where can you find it? Temple O Trunks is at T E M P L E O T R U N K S dot com. Right, Joe. And then we get Julian and myself at Dizenchu EX, which can be found at www.dizenchu.com. D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. That's D-I-Z-E-X dot com. Correcto. If you want to send us some emails, you got some comments, you got some questions, we take the text, we take the MP3, whatever you want to send. Uh, if it's for the podcast, podcast at D-I-Z-E-X dot com. Very simple. And uh, there's other contact info on the site if you want to send some questions about anything else. Check out all the guides on the site. Uh, we got the music database, we got the lyrics, we got the images. Hopefully we'll have a little translation coming up for something. So cool shit. We got cool shit coming in 2007. Thank you, everyone, for the last year. Let's wrap it up. For Mary, for Julian, for all of Daizenshu EX, I am Mike Labrie, Vegito EX, and I got a $20 bill that says no one's ever seen you without makeup. You're always made up.
大全集 EX ポドキャスト。皆さん今日も聞いてくださってありがとうございます。新年のポドキャストをお楽しみに。